All right, so today's daf is daf nun dalid, page 54 in the Heligim Masechus Ksubis. And we pick up from the two dots. We are on daf nun dalid, seven lines from the top of the Amud, two dots. Boi Rav Pup, um, no, actually we did not get up to Boi Rav Pup, but we're a little bit before the two dots. We're up to the fourth line from the top of the Amud, I'm sorry. We're up to Boi Rav. Boi Rav, four lines from the top of the Amud. All right, we didn't get all the way to the two dots yesterday. Let's wrap that up. So, Let's remind ourselves, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with a situation where you have a daughter and we're going to discuss whether this daughter is going to be supported by her father's estate. All right? If a guy passes away and we want to know whether the daughters in these situations that we're mentioning is going to be supported by the father's estate. Now, one situation was Mimamenas, a girl who was married, but then she refused the marriage. Does she go back to being supported by her father's estate? Because it was never like she was married. The second question that we discussed was a Bas Yavama, the daughter of a Yavama. Does she get sustenance or not? The third question we asked was a daughter of a Shniel Arayas, a secondary Arayas, which is Bip, which is rabbinical. There, you know, what do we say over there? The mother loses the Ksuba. Does it mean the daughter's not supported either? Or maybe she didn't do anything wrong, so she should. And we answered Teku. That's where we're up to. Boy, Rav, Rav asked the Shaila, searching for information. Basarusa, you have the daughter of an Arusa. So here's what happened. Generally, not generally, the halacha is a couple's not permitted to have relations until Nisun. Now, what happens if you have a couple? They're married. They're Narusa. Yeah, she's Narusa here. They're married. And husband and wife, not for the Torah's Nisun, not for the purpose of the second stage of marriage, but as Arison. So they had marital relations together. And the wife becomes pregnant and she has a daughter. So a daughter of an Arusa. The question is, This girl, this daughter, is she supported by the father's estate or not? Now what's the Shaila? This is a fascinating question because we know that the daughter supported has, has a lot to do with the Ksuba. Now Ksuba doesn't necessarily kick in Immediately. So here's the Shaila. So Gemara says, Kivon this looks Ksuba, since the does get a Ksuba, even at Arusa, Isla, so the daughter gets as well. Like Doma, Kivon, like to get her up on a Ksuba. Since, even though the obligation of Ksuba starts by Arison, but since the Ksuba itself is not written till Nesuin, Lesla, the daughter does not receive the commitment of being supported by the father's estate. Because she was born prior to the writing of the Ksuba. To which the Gemara answers, Teku, unsure. All right, here we go. Two dots. By Rav Papa, Rav Papa asks another question. Searching for information, another interesting situation, another, another scenario where you have a daughter and we want to know whether she's supported by the father's estate after his passing. Basanusa, if you have the daughter of a fella. And you know why she's a daughter? Because this guy raped her mother. She has somebody who rapes a woman and she gives birth to a girl. Is she supported by the father's estate or not? All right? Here we go. There's no question over here. You know why? Now, Rabbi Zerbiud is the one who says, A woman who's violated receives a ksuba of a money. Now, if you're going to say that if a man rapes a woman, she's going to receive a ksuba, so whatever laws of ksuba are there, it, it, it uh, completes. Right? So if the mother's getting a hundred money, certainly the daughter should be supported by the father's estate. 
Kisi Baruch. Where do you have a Shaila? They say no. When you rape a woman, somebody rapes a woman, he has to pay her a fine. That is not a ksuba. You pay a knas, you pay the fine. My. So if there's no ksuba here, it's a fine. So now, what's Allah about supporting the daughter from the father's estate? Kiva, unless the ksuba says the mother never got a ksuba, unless the daughter doesn't need to be supported by the father's estate. The more maybe ksuba, time of my. Why in general? What, what, why is the, do we have an opinion here that the mother doesn't get a ksuba? In general, why do we have a ksuba? Because we don't want a woman, we, we, we don't want it to be easy for a husband to divorce a wife. Over here, he's not divorcing his wife. There's no ksuba in the first place. They're not married. And since there's no need for a ksuba, there's no need to add on the additional obligation of ksuba of supporting the daughter. So we have a shiloh. Do we support this daughter from the father of the state when the mother's not receiving a ksuba? Instead, she received the fine. To which the Gemara answers, one white, teku. Ah, another reason. To wait for Mashiach. Yeah? Tishbi, Yataritz, Kushyaz, Vabayas. Aliyah of you will come, Bez Hashem, and answer up all of our questions. Unless you're Zaycha, to be somebody who sees Aliyah Navi already. Yeah, maybe somebody here in Shir uh, learns Aliyah Navi. All right, so if, if you could ask Aliyah Navi for us, that's also, that would also be helpful. If Mashiach's not here by then. Beautiful. Two dots. Last thin line on Nundal Ramadalev. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. At Teheyosva Bebesi, inside of a standard ksuba, the husband writes to the wife, If I die before you, you are going to be supported in my house. Through my estate, you're going to be supported. Tani Rabyesef, Rabyesef taught us, Bebesi, you're going to live in my house. Vilay Bevixi, but not in my Bixi. Okay. What's a bixi? So Baruch Hashem for Rashi and other Mepharshim. It's a very small place. Very small place. Meaning, a husband writes to a wife, if I pass away, and the living quarters are really too small to, to, to live in, I'm not obligated to use my estate to have you stay there. But if I have a house, it's more than a, you know just a studio kitchen, then I have to allow you to uh, make use. Even though she's not necessarily staying in the house, she might have to move to a motel. But his estate still gives her food. If he's not obligated to give her a place to live, his estate is not obligated to give her food. It's dependent on the other. Only when it's Bebesi. But we don't pass like Maravashi, and logic would dictate that well uh, that way as well. Just because there's no room for her to live in the house, that means she shouldn't be supported with food. Fakir, just the opposite, right? <laughs> when she's not receiving that, how much more so? You got to make sure to to uh, pick up the tab in other areas. Okay. Omar Rabbi Nachman, Omar Shmuel, Tivu Ali Nosev in his if let's say somebody's teveya woman, somebody asks, he proposes to lehinase uh, 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 to be married to a woman, vinespaisa, and she is seduced by that. What that means is she agrees. Somebody proposes to a woman and she agrees. Ain la mezaynis. There's no mezaynis over here. There's no obligation to financially support. What does this mean? So. Rashi over here is explaining this is a continuation 
of this expression of the Mishnah. The Mishnah in the Mishnah we learned that you write to the wife. As long as you are a widow in my house, I'm obligated to feed you. You could live there, I'm obligated to feed you. But it says if somebody proposes to the woman, she's a widow, her husband passed away, she's living off his estate, and now she's engaged to be married. You know what happens? Aimla Mazainas, his estate does not need to support her anymore. Doesn't, she's not fed by his estate. As soon as she accepts the proposal. Let's say, guy sets up a whole fancy schmancy pr- uh, proposal, whole fancy presentation, and you know what happens? He says, sweetie, my dear sweet widow, will you marry me? And she says, nope. Are you going to say that she does receive mezainas? And you might say, yeah, why not? So the explanation over here is as follows. Why are you dating people in the first place? Why? The Gemara here in this, in this, in, in this deal is assuming that the fact that she's not accepting the proposal from this guy is also a reason to say that she shouldn't be supported anymore by her husband's estate. Because she's saying, I'm moving on. I've moved on. I'm dating other men. And by her being willing to date other men, says Igbarah, maybe his estate shouldn't support anymore. She's showing her individuality. She's showing that she's now moved on from her original relationship. Amr Ravanan. Ravanan says, Explain to me the name of Marshmul. Bali. If she says, you know, I can't accept your proposal because I'm still too connected to my first husband. So then we still use his estate. However, if she's out dating guys, she wants to get remarried. And the reason why she's not remarried is just because she hasn't found anybody that she's interested in marrying, then she does not receive mezaynas. She said she's moving on. The Allah is the estate does not need to feed her anymore. Amr Rav Chista, Rav Chista says, Zinsom, if let's say the widow had, had intercourse with somebody else, Ein Lamezaynes, also she loses the ability to be supported by her husband's estate. The fact that she went out and had intercourse with another man also shows that she moved on from the original husband. So his estate doesn't even support her. Amr Rav says, Kichla u Pirchisa. Even if she is beautifying herself, putting herself back on the market, also, there's no, it doesn't need to be znos. Even if she's putting herself out there to get remarried, also, this estate does not need to support her. The one who says if she has relations with somebody will certainly agree that if she's out there beautifying herself to look good to others, that she no longer gets supported. Now, having relations with a guy could be like a one-time thing, okay? But to go out there and put yourself out to the world is a much broader sign, actually. You think, well, one, one, <laughs> you went further, right? The answer is no. You, that was a one-time thing. Or even if it's twice. Over here, she's letting us know in general her mind has moved on from her husband. She's out in the market. She's dating. She's meeting men. May still agree that if she has relations, she happens to have relations with somebody. 
she might still be supported by the estate. My time, my yates are on us. All right. She had a desire. But to say that she's moved on from her husband completely where she's at, not necessarily so. People do one-time things. They're taken over by Yitzhahara one time. Eh? Doesn't necessarily mean that their mind has totally moved on. And this, this machoikas, by the way, I don't get too deep into this, but this machoikas over here is such a powerful concept in how we view and how we should be viewing ourselves and others. You have to really know when something is a snapshot incident and when something may not seem as extreme or severe, but you've already created a pattern, a pattern of something, where even if you haven't, somebody hasn't done such an extreme, but a pattern's been created, really shows, uh, at times, can show a lot more about what a person's mindset is, where we're holding in our own ruchnias, our own spirituality, our own growth, our own striving, as well as, as others. You have somebody does one incredible thing, but as a pattern is, is not necessarily there. Somebody else, they don't make a splash. But you see the, the, you know, the gradual uh, growth, either in ourselves, in our children, our families, or, you know, so on and so forth. Okay. So you should know the halacha is not like all these shmites, all these conversations and teachings that we've had, meaning... Not necessarily if she had relations, she doesn't get supported. Not necessarily if she's dating, she doesn't get supported. Any widow who comes to demand, the says, listen, she walks into Bezdin, Rabbanim, it's time for the Ksuva to be paid up. Then, she no longer is supported by the husband's estate. You know why? She was saying, give me my Ksuva, I have moved on. Ksuba shows the relationship. Pay up my Ksuba, move on. Valoi says, is that true? Really? Once she takes her Ksuba, the estate doesn't support her anymore. If you have a woman who sells the rights to her Ksuba, or let's say she uses her Ksuba as a mashko and as a collateral, or if she makes uh, her ksuba an aputiki la'acher. Aputiki is an acronym of apaitehei meaning you'll come and collect from this. It's kind of like make, turning it into a, a specific IOU on a loan that she took out. In all these cases, aim la mezaynas. She's no longer taking. She's no longer supported by uh, she, um, for food from her husband's estate. Hani in in these circumstances, she loses her rights. Avoltevas. But let's say she comes to Bezin just to collect the on her own. Lie! She doesn't lose her ksuba. So we have a contradiction. Is it the demanding of the ksuba that caused her to, to no longer be supported or these other circumstances? And the Gemara, Hani, other circumstances, it's whether it's in Bezin, out of Bezin, this showed us that she's no longer, this creates that she's no longer supported by the estate. If she comes to Bezdin, if she comes to claim the ksuba, the Bezdin, and if she collected in Bezdin, she's showing, listen, I want to just move on get another man in my life, have another opportunity. If she didn't claim her ksuba in Bezdin, then we don't stop the mezaymas, meaning the estate is still obligated to continue to support her. Beautiful. Period. Two dots. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. 
these, uh, you know, these uh, examples of things that were written into the Ksuba that were listed in the Mishnah were all done by the men of Yerushalayim. Okay. Itmar we learned. Rav Amarav says, Halacha Kansha Yehuda. The Halacha is like the, we'll call it the custom of what they did in the area of Yehuda. Okay. Meaning, in Yehuda, as soon as the children paid off the Ksuba, they're no longer had to support him. Shmuel Amashmuel says, No, Halacha Gansha Galil. Halacha is like the people in the Galil, in the Galilee. Okay? Which is, like we've been learning, until she actually comes to Bezin to claim Raksuba, she is supported by the estate. Bavel Bechol Parvada, in Bavel and all the suburbs, Nohug Kirav, they paskind like Rav, again, who says that as soon as they pay her the Ksuba, she's no longer supported. In Arda and all its suburbs, they paskind like Shmuel. Now, Rav was the Paisik in uh, Babel and its suburbs, and uh, Shmuel was the Paisik in Arda and its suburbs. Okay. Let's get into a story. There was a woman in the city of Mechuza, which was a suburb of Naharda. So this woman came, also the Kameder of Nachman. They came in front of Davis in the Seba of Narda. She was married to somebody from Narda. Okay. Also Kameder of Nachman. So they came in front of Nachman. Shama Lakala de Bas Machuzi. He heard from her voice, from her coil, from her sound. De Bas Machuzi, he's from the city of Machuzi. Yeah, somebody comes from St. Louis, they have a certain, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a certain accent, a certain way of talking. The person comes from New York, you can have a certain way of talking. Israel, right? Any Europe, whatever, various countries around Europe, and so on and so forth. So he, he was able to pick up from Machuza. Now, Omar Luhu, Bavel, the car was at Nalkarab. So he says, listen, you're from Machuza, that's near Bavel, you pass in like Rav. So as soon as they pay off the Ksuba, they don't need to support it anymore. Amrulay, they said, Thank you, that's what her accent's from. But her husband is from Narda. And there they pass like Shmuel. Don't you follow the husband's minute? You're right. You gotta follow the husband. The husband's from Narda. You pass like Shmuel. Hence, she doesn't come to Bezin to claim the Ksuba. The estate needs to, must continue to support her. Vad Hecha Narda. What's considered a suburb of Narda? How far out? Until as far as a kav of Narda goes. Okay. Meaning, as long as they're using similar measures when they sell various things in volume, and you call it a currency or a measure on a weight, a scale, whatever it is, when they're using that, you know, that uh, currency and that, that approach in business, that, that's considered a suburb of Arda, and that's as far as we keep the halachas. Okay. Period. Imar, we learned, Almano, Rav Omar Shomin, Masha'Allah. When you have a widow, Rav says, Shomin, Masha'Allah. Yes. Evaluate what she has on her. She has a ksuba, whatever's in there. What does it say? He's going to pay her 100 grand. So you look at the woman, and you know what you say? Okay. The husband's who was at 100 grand. Well, your ring is worth $15,000. You're dripping in diamonds on your ear. You got $25,000 left. 
Okay. Shmuel Amar, no, ain't shaman mashallah. Whatever she's got, whatever she's wearing, is nothing to do with the ksuba. It's not calculated according to the ksuba. Okay. Money the husband gave her during the lifetime is not deducted. Yeah. It's claiming parsonage over here, right? Amar Rav says, You should know the chiluf, the opposite is true, bilakit. Lakit literally means to collect. Okay? Now, what, what's this referring to? This is referring to a person who's hired to collect grain in somebody else's field, which means if, let's say, he's got specific clothing that was given for him to, uh, to do the job. So now, if you want to. Uh, have a uh, tax deduction, so to speak, a deduction of the final amount, and uh, you know the the uh, owner of the field says, "Oh, one second, you know, I, I promised you ten thousand dollars for the month, but I also had to buy you new boots, new shoes, new uh, pants, whatever it is." So you're not allowed to deduct it. So even if you're going to say that, maybe by an almana you could, but certainly we're, we're going to, Chilufa, it's going to switch that around when it comes to uh, a hired worker. If Kahana Masni, if Kahana learned, the Chayn Balakit, no, the same dispute between Rav and Shmuel is going to be the same dispute by uh, a hired collector of a field. Umanach Basimana, and we placed on this a sign, how to remember you know, the, uh, who holds what. Yasma, an orphan, va'armalta, and a widow, shalach, sends away, upok, and they leave. Meaning, if you have an uh, orphan and a widow, so you send them away, and they leave. Take their clothing off, and, and uh, they, they all have, the, the same way a worker, uh, if he no longer needs the clothing, you take it off him, so too, you could deduct from a, from a widow. And you can say, give me back the stuff, that I purchased for you during this time, and I'll pay you out the full amount that we agreed upon. Amr Rachman Nachman says, Now we're going to get into Pesach Allah. What's Pesach Allah? You have a widow. She's wearing things that were bought for her during the marriage. Does that have anything to do with the Ksuba or not? So Nachman says, even though we learned that something in our Mishnah like Shmuel, the person makes his property into hectish. He makes it holy. Or a person who promises his own value to the Beis Mikdash. He says, oh, I would be sold for $15,000 in the slave market. I'm donating my value. $15,000. So you don't go to him and say, oh, your value? One second. What are you worth? Yeah, what's your estate worth? What's your physical value? Is it, we don't say, oh, let me see how much, uh, you, what type of brands are your, are your children wearing? What type of car is your wife driving? No. Nor anything that he bought or died specifically for them, meaning, you know, tailor-made. Or any new shoes that are there for them. Okay? So you see the Mishnah, even, even though the Mishnah seems to be like Shmuel, he still says, we paskin like Rav. That you could deduct. Rav says, one second. You brought a, Rav and Shmuel are early on Moran. You just brought a Mishnah backing up Shmuel. And you're telling me Allah is like Rav. What's up? 
How's that work out? Amar Lehi says to him, L'chayra kishmol rehita. You should know, L'chayra, it seems. Kishmol, like shmol, rehita. Rehita means it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, it's running, it's going. The, the logic seems to run like shmol. Ki mayantaba. But when you look a little deeper, you're ma'ayin in it, you examine it, it's got to be like Rav. My time, oh, why? Because ki akne la adaita lamekam kame. When a husband buys something for a wife, it's for the time that they're together. He's not buying it for her, assuming that there's ever going to be a time where they are separated. Okay? So when you have a husband and wife who are alive together and he's buying something for her, so that's hers. It's not part of something that he has. But when you have an almana that's coming to Bezdin to collect her ksuba, he's not here anymore. So why is she coming to collect her ksuba? You know what she's, you know what the kind of, t- you know what she's saying when she comes to collect her ksuba? Not in a bad way, in a real way. You know what she's saying? I was married. My husband said when the marriage is over, I get a ksuba. So I'm coming, the marriage is over. So she's saying, the marriage is over. Once the marriage is over, okay, so his estate doesn't need to support you anymore. Kalsa de Bar El Yoshif, the daughter in law of Bar El Yoshif, she came to claim the ksuba, her ksuba from her husband's orphans. And she brought them to court, Amri, and they said to her, Zila Lun Mosa. It's, it's, it's Zila for us. It's low for us. They said to her, listen, we're going to court. Your mom is dressed in shmatas. Just in shmatas. You got to wear something bakavadik. Uh, so listen to what happened. Yeah, they say, yeah, you know. Azla, uh, she went, to get dressed. And to cover herself with her money. She's like, okay, it's disrespectful to you for me to show up in shmatas. Sin. So she goes to the bank, pulls out money from the ATM. She buys herself a nice dress. They came to Ravina. He said, And they kind of tricked her into this. And he says, listen, the, you know, the value that she's wearing is allowed to be removed from the amount that you need to pay her. Okay. Now, what's going on over here? It's a trick. So apparently, the Mepharshim here explained the following. The Mepharshim were, and the Mepharshim explained, the commentators explained that the, the, the uh, Yarshim, the inheritors, uh, knew about this widow, that she may not be so honest on her end by what she was claiming. The amount she was claiming. They felt she was going to claim a lot more than was really due to her because she had so she, she had a lot in uh, financial value already from the estate, and she was just trying to collect more than that. So what they did to kind of circumvent that to get around that is they told her, "Go buy yourself something nice." Convince whatever you know. Convince her to do it this way. It's it. It's degrading for us. It's low for us. To, yeah, it's not, not respectful to Bezdin. So she went and she bought a five thousand dollar dress. She showed up in a $5 dress. So they were able to show the Bezdin that she's, been, she's got enough for, from her time in the marriage. She has so much value that she's currently holding on to 
we shouldn't have to pay out that full amount, and ultimately we paskind uh, to their advantage. Okay. There was a fellow who says, Let the Nadunya, the dowry, be given Lebros to the daughter. Whatever dowry the wife brought into the marriage should go to the daughter. Zal Nadunya. So he dies, and the Nadunya went down in value. Let's say he brought into the marriage something worth $50,000, and now he dies, and the dowry uh, was a. Was a it was a stock. It was a piece of real estate. Whatever. It went down in value after he died. Amravidi Barovin. Sarvidi Barovin says, Porn of the Asme. Any gain is going to go to the assignment. It's going to go to the orphans. Meaning, they only have to give her the dowry for what the dowry was. Any loss is the orphans don't need to take. There was somebody also who said... You know, who said to his, uh, you know, his inheritors or whoever it was, he says, top line of Nun Dalid Amud Beis, Arba Me'azuze Min Chamra Lebros. I want 400 Zuz Min Chamra from this wine. Lebros should go to the daughter. Iyaker Chamra. And then the wine, now he said, the wine worth 400 Zuz. But guess what happened? He dies. And the wine that was worth 400 zuz, that same amount is now worth 800 zuz. It doubled in value. Amr Yosef, Rav still she only gets 400 zuz value of the wine. Any other gain is going to go to the orphans. Listen to this incredible story. The relatives of Rabbi Yechanan. itas abba da have de. The Mafsida, let me read this again. Krive Derbechen, the relative Derbechen, Havale Itas, there was a wife, Abba, of their father, Dehave, that was Kamafsida, having a Hefsid, a loss, Mizayne, from the fruit, from the food. Okay, meaning, Derbechen had family members, and their father's widow was eating a ton. She had expensive food taste. Eating out $100 dinners, $100 breakfasts, $100 lunches. She could eat and she ate in the right places. So they were nervous. They were nervous. You have a wife like that and we got to support her with food. <laughs> She'd be eating out in the fanciest restaurants every night. There's not, not, not love for us. So it's going to be the they came to Rebbechen and said, Rebbechen, what do we do? We're nervous. Our Lord Rebbechen says, I'll tell you. Izilu, go. Ve'amru leila avuchon. And say to your father, I guess their father wasn't dead yet. He's, you know, he got one foot in the grave, the other one in a banana peel. So go tell your father, Diniyached law to, to uh, be miyached, to specify for her, Ara lemezayna. Specific land that's going to be used to support her. Meaning, instead of his general estate, being used to support her, your father should say, hey, this land must be used to give my wife food. This way, once he passes, she can't eat up all of the uh, value of the estate. Oh, she, she knows she's on a budget. Whatever this land is, that's the only thing that's going to be used for her. Also, so then they came to Reish Lakish. Omar Lahu. And he said to them, 
I don't understand. No, no. Says Reish Lakish, your father said she gets a specific estate, a specific land, specific. That's besides for everything else you got to give her. You got to give her even more. So So first one, Rebbechan gives them an idea. Reish Lakish says Rebbechan just must be over. So Amrule, they said to Reish Lakish, your beloved brother-in-law, who is Makar of you, he taught you all your Torah. He didn't, he didn't say that. Amar Lahu. So Reish Lakish says, oh, okay, fine. Zilu Havula, let me tell you something. Go give her the food. And if you don't, I am going to move Rabbi Echanan away from you. Okay. What does that mean? He says, I'll, I'll mess up your whole thing. He's not, Rishlokish is not buying into this. He says, Rabbi Echanan's wrong. Not happening. He's not back, Rishlokish is not backing down. So you know what they do? They go snitch to Rabbi Echanan. They said, Rabbi Echanan, your brother-in-law is not listening to you. Oh, they made the Rabbi Echanan. They came back to And they said to Rabbi Echanan, here's what happened. He told us that additional land is going to help us. Your brother-in-law says, Nishtazai, it's just hurting us. What do we do? Omar the who, Rabbi Echanan says to them, Ma'asa, what do you want from me? Somebody like me argues on me. If Reish Lakish says, that's what you do. End of story. That's it. That's it. The Rabbi Reish Lakish argued. Here, this is beautiful. Rabbi Yechonon's humility. You think like Reish Lakish? I told him all his tired. That Reish Lakish is enough stature, enough caliber. He is. He, he's arguing on me. That's what it is. Amar Bavo. The deep of Rashi made Rabbi Yechonon. Amar Lemzaynes. If let's say the husband said to set aside the field to 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 give the wife food, Reba Lemzaynes, you get more. Like Reish Lakish said, Amar Bimzaynes. If he said have the field in the support, meaning. In, that's the only thing that's going to be used, then that's going to limit the amount of estate that we can use to support her. So again, if he said it's going to go to the Mezaynas, so then you're adding, which is what, which is what Reish Lakish, that's where he was coming from, that was his angle. But if you say, in the Mezaynas, then you're limiting it, that's the only thing you're going to get, and that's where Rabbi Echenon's idea would have come to fruition. Beautiful. Hadron Allah, Narash, and Espatza, Hadron Allah, Narash and Espatza. Hadron Allah, Narash and Espatza. Mazel Tov to everybody who uh, finished this Heliga Perak Nara. On the top of the Omer, we called it Narash and Espatza. It's interesting that in the end it only says Nara on, uh, on the Daf, but if you look at the top with the, the name of this Perak, like the previous Perak was Elu Narash, this Perak was called Narash and Espatza. Such a Heli Geperek, but we're saying, Hadrilach, we're going to return to you, Bezrim, we should be Zaycha, to return and to Chazer, to review, Vaiter and Vaiter, many, many times, this uh, beautiful fourth Perek of Mesechus Tsubis. And now we begin the fifth Perek, continuing on in such beautiful information pertaining to the Ksuba that a husband must give to a wife. Here we go, says the Mishnah in the beginning of the fifth Perek. Even though we say that if you marry a virgin, she gets 200 zuz. And if you marry a non-virgin, she gets 100. Guess what? In Ratzel Haisif, you can add on as much as you want. You can always add. That's the minimum. But you can always add. Let's say she becomes a widow or, or she gets divorced. Okay. So, whether she becomes a widow or her husband drops dead after Erison, whether he drops dead after Nasun, whether they get divorced after Erison, divorced after Nasun, she gets everything. You know, even if 
They only had stage one of marriage, and the husband made a bunch of it. He says, I'll give you 200 zoos, plus a Lamborghini, plus three homes, plus all this. And they never even ended up moving in together. Says the Mishnah, she gets everything. That's what you wrote? Man's as good as his word. says, no. If they had Nisuin, even shortly, she gets everything. You know that he wrote all these extra things assuming they're moving in together. So they did have them moving in together. He says, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, you do not get the extras. You'll get the basic. You're not getting the extras. If you don't remember, says, Imratza, Imratza, if he wants. Kaisif lebesula shtar shal masayim, v'hi kaisef es eskabaltim chamana. Says, Rabbi Yudah, something that we learned, so we quoted this mission in the previous parak, which is, a husband says like this, I'll write, to, he says to his wife, I'll write, I owe you 200. I want you to give me a receipt that a hundred of it is already taken care of. Either I paid you, you forgive it, whatever. She writes to his wife, who's a basula, I owe you 200. Give me a receipt on 100. He says, nothing no. You cannot make this loophole with your Rebetzin. If Chazal instituted 200 for a Basula and 100 for a Baula, that's what you got to do. There's no shtick of writing a receipt. Says the Gemara, Pshita. It's obvious. What's obvious? So what's obvious is, our Mishnah telling us you can always add. Why wouldn't you be able to add? I, got, I owe you 200. Anybody who wants to give somebody something else, go do it. Like, what does it hurt? I'm giving another 50 grand. Good, so you give him 50 grand. Who cares? You get, the bishop has to tell me you're allowed to add. I would have thought to say that, yes, you're not allowed to add. There's a set amount that Rabbanon wants. Like, to not embarrass somebody who can't do it. Every ksuba should be the same. Therefore, Mishnah let us know there's no problem. Yeah, you're allowed to add to something like that. Okay. We didn't want chasanim, who, uh, husbands who couldn't afford to give more. We didn't want to turn into one of the, you know, what unfortunately could go on in some communities when it comes to weddings and bar mitzvahs. You know, people go over the top and this and that, and it puts a lot of pressure. Now, it's incumbent upon the person not to feel that dumb pressure and, and spend above your means. Of the Misa, we don't want to do things that's going to... Um, Make people, particularly at this important life cycle event of marriage, uncomfortable feeling like they are poor. By the way, connected to this, you ever had a, a ufra for a shevabrachas? There's a real minig in Klai Yisrael that when the chassan gets up to speak, people start singing. Right? The chassan says, You know, it says in the, it says in the Gemara, uh, everybody starts singing. Yeah? Let the guy talk, leave him alone. It's a real minig in Klai Yisrael. And the reason why the minig started is because there are going to be some grooms, some chasana, that are not capable of giving a real dvar taira, giving a real pshetel, a whole learned, in-depth discourse then. So in order to not make people embarrassed, we say, you know what? Nobody's speaking. <laughs> All right, you want to, after we sing, you give a few thank yous, beseder. But there are people who are very makbid. Other people are very beshita. Let them say, let them, let them talk. There's, I'm not saying what to do, but it depends on the community and the circumstances, whatever. But it's a real minhug. It's a real custom to sing down uh, a chasin. Uh, and it has to do with other, other chasanim potentially being embarrassed.
Okay, two dots. And Ratsa Lahaisif, if the husband wants to add on, he can add on. Ratsa Lichtaibla like a ton. He says if he wants to add on, but it doesn't say if he wants to write it to her. Ella Ratsa Lahaisif. Interesting. It says um, if, uh, if he wants to add on. Okay? Now, the difference between writing and adding is as follows. Let's explain. To write something means I owe you 200 zuz and I'm also going to give you three homes and whatever else. If you're adding to something, what you're saying is, I'm going to give you 200 zuz plus, meaning in a, connected to the 200 zuz, I'm also giving you something else. Now, why is the difference if one seems to be dependent on the other or not? Any condition put into a ksuva is considered like the ksuva itself. Nafkamina. What is a practical difference? Now we're going to go through a very long list of, of, uh, of uh, practical differences as to whether a tenai in a ksuva, a condition in a ksuva, is considered the ksuva itself. We're going to quickly run through this. And then, Bezim, tomorrow we will pick up and focus on, uh, on these things. A shorter daft tomorrow, so we'll have time to focus in on these uh, nafkaminas, on these differences. But here we go. Let's just list them. So uh, uh, one nafkamina is lemaycheres. First of all, like we, like we learned uh, on the other daf just a couple days ago, a woman who sells the rights to her ksuba. woman sells the rights to ksuba. Meicheles, a woman who is meichel. She forgives her ksuba. She says to her husband, you know, the, whatever you promised me, I'm going to be meichel. All right? So we're going to see a, a nafkamina, whether the condition, whether tanai ksuva is kiksuva damya. Lemairedes, also a woman who is myredes. This is referring to a woman who says, I want out of the marriage, I'm not having relations with my husband, I'm not having to do with him. She loses her ksuba. All right? Uh, pagemes, also a woman who creates a pegam in the ksuba, which means a ksuba says he owes her something. If she does or says something, that makes it very vague. Very unclear as to is the has Aksuba bin Pei says, Yeah, it's, hey, people so give me a chesbinus. Uh, he, he wrote me 200, he really paid me 75, but it was on this and that, that, that. And it's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. She creates a pagam in the Ksuba. That's also going to make a difference. Again, tomorrow we'll explain, we'll go through how each one makes an afkamina with Taivas. A woman who shows up and is Taivea her Ksuba, she demands her Ksuba, and this is going on to today's daf where a woman comes to Bezan and demands her ksuba, she's no longer supported by the estate. And we're going to see, what if she, what if she demands the, the additional part of the ksuba? So if you say it's part of the ksuba itself, so now she loses her right. If not, okay, we'll get into the... Uloi veres aldas, a woman who's over aldas. You know what that means? She walks away from halacha. She stops acting according to halacha. So a woman says she, be- she, she becomes irreligious, unobservant. The husband's not obligated to give her ksuva anymore. Tapa tomorrow's daf, also l'shavach, as far as if a land appreciates in value, what do we do then? Is, you know, when it comes to dividing the estate, how do we divide it when it's connected to the ksuva? Is an additional part of the ksuva, the main value of the ksuva? The shvua, when somebody makes an oath, she makes an oath about whether or not a ksuva has been paid. And there was one witness that says otherwise. Again, we'll focus on all these lashvias when it comes to shemitah, the person who gives over all of his possessions to um, his, uh, his children and gives his wife a specific area of land. The Ligvais Minakarka, 
to as far as collecting from karka, we know ksuba can only be collected from real land, but anything that's not a ksuba is can be collected from even not real property. So if Tosefes is part of the ksuba, it can only be real, otherwise not. Ziburis, inferior land can be paid off as a ksuba, but not under regular IOU. The Kozman Shibbe Savia, the halacha of as long as she's in the father's house, she's allowed to collect the ksuba. There's a fascinating scenario where you have a, a widow who takes her time collecting the ksuba. So at what point do we say that, you know what, she hasn't collected it by now, she must have just been meichel, she must have just forgiven it. Also the ksuvas bendichin, which is when a woman comes into marriage and specific land is meant to go only to her children and not be divided amongst all the inheritors. All these 14 cases are going to have practical nafkaminas practical differences as to whether we use a, whether we considered a tanai ksuva, a stipulation, a condition put the ksuva to be part of the ksuva itself or something addition. Beshen tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll restart these, these nafkaminas, we'll explain each one in depth. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening everybody.